On this episode, we're gonna talk about what consistency will do for you. We have a great example today following in our, our, our series of agents that you maybe haven't heard of yet who are doing amazing things with their marketing, who are about to be stars in this industry. We're talking with Michael Carraway out of Dallas, who has become a really freaking awesome video creator in just a few short months as an agent. The Massive Agent Podcast. We lead generation tips and strategies to get you more leads and sell more homes. I love to buy houses. I like to sell houses. It takes brass balls to sell real estate. Wait a minute. The leads are weak. You're weak. I've had better. Better. Oh, have I got your attention now? Here's your host, Dustin Brome. What's up, guys? Welcome to episode 258 of the Massive Agent Podcast. I am your host, Dustin Brome, an agent in Salt Lake City, and I'm here to expose you to some other video creators and other real estate agents who are doing great things on social media and great thing in their marketing. So this is part two of two uh, of agents maybe you haven't heard of before who you will very soon because they're just so consistent and consistent doing great things on social, and they're attracting business from those efforts, and they continue doing the right things and improving at the rate they are, they're gonna be, uh, they're gonna be big names in the industry. So uh, this week, we're bringing on one of our agents on the Massive Agent Team, Michael Carraway, out of the Dallas-Fort Worth area, and he's somebody who I respect a lot, even though he's a fairly new agent. Um, he is... He, he really dove in and committed to becoming a content creator. And it's not the only thing he's doing because let's be honest, guys, when you're creating content, when you're new, when you're trying to get business off the ground, if you're in a place where you're struggling and your pipeline's dry, content is not the short-term solution. It's just not. It's the great medium to long-term solution and you must do it, but there's things you need to do to supplement to get business now. Content really isn't that thing. At least it's not reliably that thing. But Michael was pretty cool. He started doing reels and within a short period of time, he got a listing just randomly from one of his reels from someone he didn't know was following him. So it showed him proof of concept that he was on the right track. And that was when, as you'll hear, he'll say that that video kind of sucked in his opinion. He was new to it and he's improved dramatically. So as you'll see, especially when you go over to his Instagram, uh, his videos have gotten a lot better. But his story of how he got into this industry is super interesting. And he's picked up a lot of wisdom along the way in a very short period of time as an agent. And that story is what we're highlighting today. So uh, we're, we're celebrating him and his consistency in doing amazing things with video and improving so dramatically so fast, but also the lessons that he's learned along the way, sharing those with you because those are valuable no matter who you are in real estate, no matter how long you've been in real estate, uh, these things are key. Before we get started with that interview with Michael Carraway, reminder guys, our coaching group, my personal coaching group where I am involved personally, you get me, uh, not one of my people, not a coach that I've hired to, uh, to talk to my people for me. No, my coaching group the Massive Agent Society is currently open for new members. And if you want the information, the details, what's included in that, uh, there are many things. Just go over to massiveagentsociety.com. This is literally the program, the blueprint that we have agents in Iowa who got nine deals under contract in 45 days. We have agents that got their very first real estate deal ever in just two or three weeks following our blueprint. 
massiveagentsociety.com. I'd encourage you to check that out. Registration will not be open forever. We're going to be closing it down fairly soon and, uh, and capping it. So it's open. Go get it. Before we get started, guys, every week I tell you uh, how important it is. Every week I remind you, rather, how important it is to be educated on market conditions, especially in tumultuous times. When, when everything's just going up and the market's just improving and it's just from bottom, you look at a chart of prices and sales and it's from bottom left to top right, it's very easy. How's the market? Oh, it's great. Well, right now, it's a more nuanced answer, isn't it? When someone asks you how the market is. Now, first off, your, your response to that should be, well, that depends on what you're trying to do. It depends on who you are, right? Depends on a lot of things. Depends on, well, a lot of things, a lot of variables to that. So putting a blanket statement out there, it's a good market, it's a bad market. It's a, you could say it's a better market, which is gonna ask them to, or it's going to cause them to ask more questions, which can uh, create a great conversation. But you need to be educated. You yourself need to be educated so that you know what the fuck's going on. Then you need to be able to communicate that to your clients. There is no better resource in the industry than Keeping Current Matters. KCM is is the resource to keep, to quickly, like within a few minutes, just catch up on what's happening in the markets. Like what what's happening? Where are things trending? What do you need to know? And then more importantly, how do you communicate that to your clients so they can be better educated and they can make better decisions on what they're trying to do when they're trying to do it. KCM is incredible. Uh, and because we are part of the Broke Agent Media Network, you can you can actually take advantage of their discount. So go to trykcm.com slash BAM and try out Keeping Current Matters. I highly recommend it. And in talking with a lot of our agents, they're not as busy, right? You probably are feeling this the same way. You're not as busy, but this is actually a blessing in disguise because it lets you focus on a lot of the systems that you haven't built and build a lot of the processes that you haven't and focus on the foundation that uh, if it's just busy, 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 go, 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 a lot of shit's falling through the cracks and you're seeing what happens if you're not building a business on a solid foundation. So right now is actually a blessing as long as you're doing the right things. What a lot of the most successful agents, the most productive agents, those that are uh, growing the fastest right now, they are going back to their CRM. They're going back to uh, tracking. They're going back to drip campaigns. They're going back to lead follow-up and making sure that all the holes are plugged, that stuff gets automated that should be automated. Not everything should. And and just making sure that no client, no lead, no prospect is, is falling through the cracks. Okay, Everyone needs to be served and you need the right system for that. There is no better system in real estate than follow-up boss. And that is proof by the fact that pretty much all the top teams are using follow-up boss. That's not by accident. They're not like, mm, let's just all pick follow-up boss. No, there's a reason for that. Success leaves clues and follow-up boss is so confident that you will see what that, what those top teams see in follow-up boss that they want you to try it for free. Uh, no credit card required whatsoever for 30 days. All you have to do is go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss and try it for free for 30 days. Please, if you're going to sign up for the free trial, actually use it. Don't waste that. Use it and find out for yourself. Is this a tool that you can use moving forward to make your life easier, to be more efficient, and to increase your sales and profitability? I believe that it is, and that is why I endorse them so emphatically here on the show. Once again, massiveagentpodcast.com slash follow-up boss. Go check it out. 
Let's get into the interview right now with Michael Caraway, a rising star in real estate. He's in the Dallas-Fort Worth area up in Allen, Plano, Frisco. Um, he works all of Dallas. So if, you, if you're looking for a Dallas referral partner, check out Michael Caraway. And you're gonna want you're gonna want to after you hear his story right now. All right, guys, I'm here with Michael Caraway, a realtor in the Dallas, Texas area. Michael is probably the most consistent content creator uh, that I'm personally connected with. It's really cool to watch you, Michael. But welcome to the Massive Agent Podcast, my friend. Dude, I appreciate it. I'm excited to be here. Uh, Absolutely. It's been kind of a fun journey because I I watched you for, I mean, solid three months before we even got a chance to connect. And now I'm on the show. It's it's pretty cool, dude. That is crazy. That that is pretty crazy. Well, congrats because you've earned it. It's, uh, you know, it's not like you're sitting on your thumbs waiting for business to uh, fall in your lap, which unfortunately too many agents are. You're you're a doer, and so I'm excited to hear about the things you're doing. So, Michael, anyone who's not connected with you yet, they will be after this episode. But if they're not connected with you yet, um, tell us real quick, like how long you been, have you been an agent? How did we like? How did we get to this point right here? Because the story of all these ups and downs and twists and turns and like pivots and changing direction and like killing this thing and adding this, like that's natural, but you've done it consistently. And that's what I want to highlight is what did you think was happening? What did, what did you learn you shouldn't do or do start at the beginning? How'd you get here? Yeah. So, uh, you know, rewinding a little bit, Back in college, uh, my brother and I started up a marketing agency that worked with real estate agents and brokerages, um, and we just kind of stumbled into that kind of niche. And uh, we, w- what I saw real quickly was that you know we were helping them make a lot more money than what we were making. Uh, we yep. were building their brands, and we weren't helping our own brand. So the light bulb kind of went off at that point of you know someday I wanted to make the transition into real estate. Um, and so you know fast forward a few years, we're out in Denver, Colorado. I uh, ended up going full time um, until one of my one of my clients um, as a director of operations, and hit a wall, dude. Like I was just like super unhappy, uh, and you know after a lot of reflection, I just realized that I was at a point where, you know, I wasn't growing anymore, um, and I wasn't in a position to where I I could grow as much as I wanted to, and so that's when I knew like I had to had to make a change, and so that was about a year and a half ago. Um, so I was still in Denver. We were in the middle of all the COVID crap that was going on. Yep. Uh, we, my, my wife and I were having our first daughter. Uh, cost of living in Denver is not great. We also had a layer of my wife wanted to, and I wanted her to stay home with our first daughter. And I wanted to jump into real estate full time. And so we're like, how the heck do we make any of this happen? Because all of those different variables together, it just doesn't make sense, right? It's a lot of risk, uh, given their circumstances, but you know, we, that's, I'll give credit to my wife and I, like we, whenever we face situations like that, which have been multiple times in our life, we just like face the head on. And the solution we came up with was move out of state to a place where that's a lower cost of living. She can stay home with our daughter and I jump into real estate. So it's like I said, it's been, I've been licensed for about a year and a half full time, uh, for, about eight months now, um, and and here we are, dude. A year and a half is not a long time. Like that's when you look back, aren't you kind of amazed at how much has changed in your life in just a year and a half? Like that's, that's not a long time, dude. Uh, 
crazy. Yeah. I, I, I didn't realize it was only a year and a half ago that you were in Denver. You weren't even in the, the Dallas area yet. Um, okay, yeah. so were you with the team back in Denver? Yeah, as far as real estate, I wasn't even involved in real estate when I was in Denver. I was, okay. I was working on my coursework. So basically... Oh. Got my got my license. I started my license while I was there uh, to get my Texas license, um, and you know started all that. Made the move. Finally took the test and uh, and got joined a different brokerage when I got here. First right. license. So so right right when I moved here, I joined a smaller brokerage, um, and that dude, I was it was a good experience. Um, learned a lot for from where I was, but I realized real quickly that you know there's. Definitely uh, greener pastures out there as far as it goes um, with with where I landed. So made a change over to uh, EXP after just learning about, you know, what's possible um, in real estate. I think that's one of the, the coolest thing about real estate is that you don't have to be the, the biggest producer. Uh, you don't have to be the best real estate agent. It's it's about like how are you going to take advantage of the opportunities in front of you? And I think EXP kind of positions you to really like take advantage of a lot of different areas that you know a traditional real estate agent can't. Yeah, well, I I totally agree with that. Uh, so with this with this brokerage you were with prior to to linking up with us, like what what were they doing right? Like what were some of those things that you learned that that you think were invaluable and you were glad you were there? Yeah, I mean, I think I think that their culture was really nice. Um, they had a lot of people that wanted to help you, uh, but nice. I mean, just being completely honest, it was it was very traditional. And um, you know, there's a, so? a component. What's that? How so? Um, I mean, a lot of the the things that they used to sell um, me on the brokerage, I realized were actually like a little bit of a detriment. For example, you know, I feel like there's a, a really a huge culture of being in the office is more like a social club yeah, when it comes yeah. down to it. Um, people learn about like, you know, getting to work and, you know, producing and getting results. Uh, from my perspective, it was, it was more about just having fun in the office <laughs> and, and I wasn't about that. I'm, I'm a very serious guy. Uh, and I like to get a lot of work done. And when I was expected to be in the office and that was the environment, I just, it wasn't a good, good fit for me. You are a serious guy. I, I would say that you do so little fucking around that you'll just never find out. You'll, you'll <laughs> exactly. never find out. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> dude, that, and that's such a common thing in offices. And that's not necessarily a problem unless you you leave and you're just like, well, that was fun, but I didn't do shit. Like, you're more of an entrepreneur, obviously. And so at what point did you realize like, Hey, this is just not the best culture fit for me. Like, this is all great. These people are doing things their way, but it's not my way. Like, was it like all of a sudden, or was it like a gradual thing? And then, and then walk us through how you started looking for the transition to something more fitting for you. It was a gradual thing for sure. Um, okay. and what, but like, how long were really you there? Did, I was there for probably three months. Okay. Um, and you know, it, I was never full time at that point. Um, I was still juggling my transition out of the other company, but what I'll say is that like education is super important to me. Um, and I just wasn't getting as much as I'd hoped from that organization. It was yeah. a lot of like, they, they assigned you a mentor and you learned how that mentor built their business, but you know, how they built their business isn't how I want to build my business. 15 uh, very, years very ago. Different. 
Yeah. Yeah. It was like, it was just like, you know, the whole, you got to build out your spear and, and focus on doing client events and all that kind of stuff, which is super important. But I knew that just like given my background, I wanted to be more digital. Um, and you know, there weren't people there to push me to the next level, uh, on the digital side, like from day one, the, the broker there was just like, I want you to teach us how to use social media more. And, and f- like for me, like I don't want to be in a position where I'm teaching others. Um, as far as my brokerage goes, I want other people to also be challenging me. And so that that's another huge reason why, you know, specifically joining through the massive agent team. It's like I'm surrounded by people doing so many different things at a higher level than me. So right when I joined, man, you know, going down a rabbit hole here, but like I saw like all of these different people just killing it. And in different areas, YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, like all, all these different things that were, they're experts in that alley. And I just like, I kind of got overwhelmed at first cause there's like, there's too many opportunities. Right. Mm. Uh, but then, you know, you kind of get your focus and you learn from those around you and it's been invaluable, dude. That's so cool to hear your perspective coming in. I mean, and, and I agree. There's so many people within our group doing, doing big shit in their own way. And, and some of them aren't really using social at all, except for maybe to like post a like new listing, uh, like, like Matthew Kane, he's not a social media power user, but he's, he's one of the most disciplined agents I've ever seen. And that's why he's going to sell about 150 homes this year or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, crazy. And it, he just, he has his prospecting time every morning. It's a non-negotiable. He makes calls. He responds to shit. He, he does not get distracted with emails or any bullshit during that time. And he just does it religiously. And he feels like, um, like if you, if you skip a shower one day or if you're used to going to the gym and then you don't like, you just, you feel off. That's how he feels with that. He, he's not a social guy, a social media guy. So it's really cool to see all the different ways to win and everyone with those different ways, collaborating with each other. Dude. So, but like you said, th- I, I think this is great. This is kind of a cautionary tale for anyone who's trying to figure out which direction to go in. You came into our, into our group, you look around and you were overwhelmed with options. Is that, is that accurate? 100% dude. Okay. Talk us through that. Like what happened? Yeah. What happened? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so, I mean, you, you know, you join your masterminds, you get together on team calls and you hear all these things like, and I, I realized, number one, it kind of hits you like, shit, what the hell have I been doing? Because like, mm. I feel so far behind. So there's that mental struggle right from the get-go that I struggle with. Um, and then, you know, getting into it further, it's like, no, I can do this. They weren't, they're not too far ahead of me. You know, they're not, they haven't been in here for 15, 20 years. It's, you know, some have been licensed for six months and killing it. Um, and so then it's, it's more of like, it's just a process of elimination. I realized pretty quickly that, you know, social media... Uh, YouTube was going to be just kind of an alley for me just because of my background. Um, but then it's like, then there's a million options within that, you know, like, what are you going to talk about? Uh, how frequently are you going to post? Um, and then, you know, we can talk about this later, but also overcoming all the fears that come with, you know, the fact that, okay, if you're going to do social media and now you got to get on video, which was something I was terrified of. Uh, So yeah, man, you just kind of, keep you take everything in and then start narrowing it down as you go. The only way to do that is to like, just start taking action on things. That's it. it. Your videos have come such a long way. Like when you started, I mean, it's, it's obvious that you felt a little uncomfortable, which is totally normal. Like the, the dude, the people that win with social media content are the ones that are just 
okay with sucking for a, for a period of time. So you can come out the other end, getting all the suck out of the way. And like yours have improved so much. Like, I don't think yours ever sucked. And it's amazing how many comments you get on your voice, like this soothing, like voice for radio, not a face for radio. You're still an attractive fucker, <laughs> That's but, uh, <laughs> but, but a voice for radio as well. So a double threat. Yeah. Um, but you've just, you've improved through doing and not giving up, which is cool. So through this process of figuring out what to focus on, what are some of the do's and don'ts for anyone who's kind of right there right now? Maybe a step behind you. Yeah, man. I think, I think don't, don't analyze too long. Like you got to just like, you got to step into it, make a decision and then just run with it. Um, I, I will say like for social media, for example, I, when I pick social media, like I said, you have a million different things you can do. I started jumping into more of like the trending videos right away where I was like doing like the limps, lip sync type stuff. Right. Yeah. And I, I started doing it consistently, but then I would watch my videos and like, what the fuck am I doing? Like, I, I, that's not me. I don't like that yeah. shit. Uh, no offense to anybody that's doing that, but it's like, it just it didn't jive with me. So then I made the jump to, to doing more like the talking head stuff. But if I hadn't taken action, you know, and, and started doing videos, I wouldn't have gotten my first deal uh, because my first deal came from one of those stupid, you know, trending videos that I did. Uh, and so, you know, it costs you money not to take action and then stay, you know, too far out and just analyze. Yeah. Good point. Uh, so even you look back and you think it was one of your shitty videos and, and it was one of your early videos and you got, you got a, was that a listing that you got from it? Yep. Walk yep. us through how that happened. Like, what did that look like? Did they call you? Like, you know, how did it work? It's, it's the, it's like, it, I just couldn't like believe it when it happened because <laughs> it just, it didn't make sense. Like, you know, they, there was no particular video they mentioned, um, in this, this particular case, I just got a DM that I'll, I'll have to pull it up, but I think it was literally like, Hey, we're going to list our house. Are you interested? Question mark. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course. Like, uh, let's hop on a call. They gave me their info, all that kind of stuff. And I literally, man, I, I like showed up to the house and I was super nervous um, but like, we just had a conversation. Uh, I went through, you know, the listing process that, that I kind of developed and I went out of the house with a listing. Um, and I think, you know, what's, what's kind of become apparent is that like when you're doing video, even if it is the, the trendy stuff that I don't like anymore, uh, you're developing credibility to, to some point where, you know, I, I, they honestly were not considering any other agent. Right. I had never met them. That's wild. It, it, it's a perfect example of like those numbers you see with like the view count. Those are people and it 1,423 views. Like those are people that and maybe they watched it twice, but who cares? Like those, those are people uh, behind those numbers and you don't know who they are. You know that they're there. You don't know who they are, where they're at, like where they're at in the process. Is it some 16 year old in his parents' basement? Is it a 40 year old in their parents' basement? Um, you know, Maybe even somebody not in a basement. Probably that too. You just don't know. And, and wasn't that one of your first few deals that, you, that you'd ever done? Yeah. Um, it wasn't. It might have actually been my first closing. No I shit. I can't remember now. Um, no shit. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> your first closing you got from a, a cringeworthy lip syncing room. <laughs> yes, sir. Love it. Okay. Um, What's really cool is you showed up nervous 
and you still got the business. Why do you think that happened? Why do you think they chose you? Yeah, I mean, I think, like I said, I think you're kind of pre-qualified walking into the door. Um, and that, that idea, like I didn't maybe take that away right away. I didn't learn that lesson right away, but like from the other two deals that have come from social media within the first three months of doing it, like that, that became super apparent to me because I didn't have to do any selling once I showed up and there were like, you know, two other, two other examples. One person was, was going through a divorce and they needed to know how much their house was worth and they needed to find a new place. And they just told me that through Instagram and we set up a call. I let them know what their house was worth. And then we went and found them a place. There was no me selling myself. They just, they wanted to work with me from the get go. Another person was moving from out of state or sorry, out of country to this area. They were renting in this area. They wanted to buy a house. They were having issues with the lender. They asked me if I had another lender to connect them with. I did and got that solved and, and turned into another sale. Like it's just, there's, there's been no selling as far as when leads come from social media, I'm not selling myself. All that's done by my videos. This is incredible. Your, your proof that just by doing and showing up and being consistent and putting stuff out there that the right people are going to find you, you're going to have credibility in their eyes, regardless how long you've been in the industry. And it, how, how cool is that knowing that you're showing up for a buyer presentation or a listing presentation and you're not competing with four others. You're not like having to show up and, and sell yourself they've kind of already decided like they're kind of already sold. They just need a little bit of information. Like what a, what a cheat code that is. And dude, how, how amazing is it that you can invest more time in, in helping them instead of trying to promote yourself too? like, it just, it puts you into a way better position to go in and just add value. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. Rather than talking about, here's all my accolades. Here's how many impressions I can get you. Here's how many website hits I get, blah, 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 which is important. But if you could skip it and just focus on what they need and ask good questions, then hell yeah, that's great. Um, have you been in the, the business long enough to be getting referrals from clients? <laughs> just starting to. Yeah. Right. Well, I've, got, I've gotten, I've gotten one, uh, one referral that's closed and I've got two other referrals that I've received just haven't closed yet. From your clients? From clients. That's amazing. You're already building a, a solid foundation. What have you done to... See, what's really interesting too, that the whole other part of this conversation is just like last week's guest, Shelby Trailer, who moved from North Carolina to Austin and had to start over in a new market. You did that, but you were starting from scratch in a new market that you didn't know. Um, we'll have to talk about that a little bit more too because that's, uh, that's not... We shouldn't just glance over that um, kind of a big deal. But what are some of the things you did um, to cultivate those referrals with, with your clients? Because only being in the business a year and a half to start getting referrals from clients, it that speaks volumes about you and the service you provide and the connection you make with them. So what are you doing to to cause the referrals to happen? I mean, dude, it's, it's probably the wrong answer um, because I've, proactively have not tried to get referrals at this point. Hmm. Uh, I've 100% focused, like my big thing is communication. And so I feel like that's the name of the game when it comes to working with, with clients on the buy side and the sell side. And so I over communicate with them throughout the entire process. I've, I think that creates an amazing experience and they're just ready to refer me by the time business closes. 
I'd stay in contact with them after they've closed um, and just, you know, how's the move going, all that kind of stuff. And, and that's just how it's, how I've gotten their referrals at this point. Well, it sounds like you actually give a shit and that you don't just treat them like a transaction. Dude, that's how I treated clients early on. Cause I, I'm like, okay, let's get this one closed. And I got to focus on this other one. I wasn't consciously treating them like transactions, but that was the result. And I didn't get a lot of re- referrals until I switched, uh, just a little bit, just a slight mental tweak. And you've done that naturally, which is, which is awesome. Uh, what, what else, man? Like, so now that you've kind of like gotten some focus and some clarity on the direction you want to go and, and what your pillars are for marketing yourself, growing your database and all that, um, what are you working on? Yeah, man. So, I mean, you know, about two months ago, when, when was the build conference? Was that back in August? August. Yeah. In Dallas. Yeah. So, so about that time, you know, things, I hit another big change in my life, I guess, where it's just like my eyes open to the kind of business I want to build. Um, and so that, that caused me, you know, you kind of get, once you have these like big ideas of like these visions and your actions aren't lining up with, with that vision, you kind of get in a slump and you just like kind of chaos for a little bit. And you're trying to seek like, what, what am I going to change? All that kind of stuff. Like that's the position I was in. Um, and you know, I talked, I was talking to you about it right then. Like, you know, do I need to hire a coach? Like, what do I need to do? And so I did, I hired coach, uh, Neil Mathwig, which has been so far, probably the best, the best decision outside of joining, you know, your team, (laughs) dude, my, my business, like I can't say, I, I actually can't say that, you know, my, my first deal is, is closed as a result of him. But the amount that I have on the, like, just on the, the back burner, it's going to come through, you know, into this year, into early next year. It's crazy. And it's just like, it's getting back to the fundamentals. It's not getting back to the fundamentals. It's establishing the fundamentals for me because I kind of skipped over um, the fundamentals and went straight towards kind of marketing and lead gen. Um, and now he's, he's bringing an element of, you know, sales and just trying to build my operations out. And that's just, it's, it's been next level, man. And I've certainly noticed the change with you since you started coaching with Neil. Uh, I mean, a huge positive one, part of it's confidence. And then part of it's just clarity. Like you, you don't seem pulled in a bunch of different directions. You seem like, you know what you're doing. Uh, probably a little bit impatient for the results to come. If you're like me, um, I think that's normal, but you, you don't seem like worried or frazzled or like, Oh my gosh, like, is this going to work? Like you, you know what you're doing and then you just go after it. Like what else is Neil teaching you? Like what, what else have you gotten out of, uh, out of hiring a coach? I mean, the, the biggest thing, I think the most helpful thing right from the get go is so simple and it's his idea, his concept of matchmaking. And the, the concept is, you know, you're the buyers out there, they don't want, you know, another guy. They don't want somebody to reach out and say, you know, I can be your realtor or whatever. Really, if, if they're a buyer, they want a house. And sellers want buyers. And so as a real estate agent, our number one job is to match make and find the right buyers for the sellers. And up until that point, like everything that I had done, I had waited to work for people until they were like, okay, you're my real estate agent, sign, sign, sign the buyer rep agreement, all that kind of stuff. Then I'll get to work for you. His, his perspective is no, put in the work, create the opportunity and then get the deal done. 
Like you don't have to wait for a damn signature. And so that for, for my personality and my, like my willingness to put in the work, man, like it, it kind of just unleashed me. Like I felt free for the first time. Cause all of a sudden, like I literally, when I started coaching with Neil, I was like, where the fuck is all my business going to come from? Like, I feel like I'm like, I'm screwed here. And then th- just that one training and I'm looking at all the opportunity in front of me, you know, it's as simple as if I can f- figure out what somebody's looking for high level, you know, three beds, two bat- baths, uh, in Frisco, Texas, then I can get to work for them and create that opportunity myself. There's a, you've made a very important realization, uh, and, and found a, a distinction that a lot of social media content creators fall into this trap of, uh, waiting, you know, like you're doing everything you're supposed to, you're doing the content, you're posting it, but so much of what happens and how fast it happens is out of your hands. It's out of your control, right? Like you can always improve your communication. You can always improve the hooks of your videos. You can always uh, improve the topics you do all that stuff, but you're relying on the algorithm. You're relying on the market. You're relying on, on the viewers. And to a certain extent, didn't you kind of feel out of not out of control, like, you know, you're wild out of control, but like you, you didn't have control because you lacked a certain proactivity. And it sounds like you found that with the matchmaking. Cause now you can find out what a client, what a buyer is looking for, go find it for him and then say, Hey, I found it. You control that shit. Like you're being proactive. Like you said, rather than waiting for them to, to sign the buyer broker agreement or buyer rep form, whatever you call it. And you, you have full control over that process. Do you think that that's, it seems like that's where your confidence is coming from. Yeah. 100%. I owe the confidence I have right now to that process. It's, it's a hundred percent. It's given me power back. Uh, dude, I hate, I absolutely hate being in a position of waiting on other people. Yeah. And you know, you can do so much when you're trying to build brand, you can push a ton of content out there at the end of the day, it's up to them of whether they're going to reach out or not. And the goal is they are and long-term, you know, if you're going to build more brand and more people are going to re- be reaching out to you, but in the time being, I'm not going to wait around for that. I got to go get the business. So, so I can support my family. Yes. I love that. Do you feel like maybe that first client, that first listing you got from one of your first reels was somewhat of a curse in disguise because it, do you think it, maybe it spoiled you or made you more lazy, less proactive than, than you would have otherwise? Yeah, I'd say so. I was, in a way, I was super skeptical about it. I was like, eh, it's, it's a fluke. It's not going to happen again. Um, so there was that. But there's also just the part of me of like, well, maybe I just need to increase the volume of what I'm doing so that there's a higher likelihood that that's going to happen again. So that's what I, dude, that's, that's kind of where I dumped my time in early on when I first joined the team. Yeah. You know, the big thing then was, you know, you got to post one, one reel a day. So I did that. And then I got to the point, okay, I, I'm not getting business. Let's figure out how to do two a day. So I did two reels a day for probably two, three months. And then I was like, that's not sustainable. It's not getting me business. Um, so let's, let's back off. Um, went back to one a day. So I think I was putting my time into the wrong thing for, for as far as getting quick results. Um, and I needed, I needed some sort of pillar in my business to go get that quick business and luckily I've had some, some good leads come from social media as well, but this, it hasn't all been from that. Yeah. 
this is such an important uh it's so important to dive into the nuance here and and highlight the distinction because what you were doing with increasing how many pieces of content were going out that's not wrong it's it's not wrong like that is the right way but right if you if you need to get shit going faster you have to be proactive whether that's open houses every fucking day like it, here's what's crazy there's a lot of agents that just they're holding back a little bit who said you can only do an open house on the weekend when was that rule made right do an open house on a tuesday do an open house on a wednesday morning who gives a shit proactivity and activity creates um momentum so you you gain control back by being proactive with the matchmaking process while still doing your content, which is it's not great for like the short term. I need a client this month, but it's fantastic for the medium term. And I think you're going to see a flood of business coming over the next, you know, six months from that. But if you're in a place where you're you need to get business coming in quickly so you can pay your damn bills and support your family, you have to do more than that. You can't just post content because very few people get traction right away. Very few people. And I'm not one of those people, by the way. So I'm glad you went there, man. And I'm glad that you made this. This. Uh, I'm glad you you came to this realization um, and you hired a coach. Like, congrats for doing that. I mean, and Neil's part of our team. You get access to him. But you're you're like no, I want more. Like I want, I want some one on one time. Like I, I so so you hired him. Was that? There's been a few conversations I've had recently that I have in mind, and and that's what's inspiring this next question. Do you just have money laying around? Like are you independently wealthy, and so hiring a coach was just like no big deal. It's like here, let's just hire a coach. Or was it a, a bit of a stretch? It's a stretch, dude. Hundred percent. Like it. It's not like you know. When, when I jumped into to real estate, obviously you make sure you have a, a buffer and you know, that you're not just being an idiot, you know, yeah. <laughs> with your money. Um, but there's dude, a lot of those. Yeah. yeah. It, 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 fair enough. I'm included in that or was. Yeah. <laughs> I was. Yeah, man. I mean, of course, like it, I feel, you know, 500, 500 bucks a month or whatever it is. Like you, you feel that for sure. Yeah. Um, but like, it's just being surrounded by somebody that's, that's done it, that has the business that you want, you always say it's a cheat code. Like you, and it, you have to pay for that, man, because the people that have done it, they, they know their worth and they, you know, if they're going to take time away from you and, and, or sorry, away from their business, invest into you, you got to pay up for that. And it also makes you more serious about it. And so it's a hundred percent been a great decision, uh, easily made, my money's worth already for probably the next two, three years based on the, the deal that is closed and all the, the other stuff is coming up. And dude, I'm, I'm kind of addicted at this point. It, dude, it, it opens Pandora's box a little bit too. You're like, who else can I hire to get faster results? Like, mm -hmm. you know, what masterminds can I join? Who can I hire as a coach? Like it, it's pretty cool, but you, you figured it out. Like, so, I mean, what I can, th what I can say about all this is like, because I was in this position where it's like you you're staring at a computer or you're staring at a wall and you're just tr trying to figure out like what the fuck to do. Or if you're, you're second guessing yourself of like, is this the right path to take? 
Like that's the minute that you need to, to find somebody that's done what you want to do because like it, it's, you waste so much damn time. Like I, I think back to like, especially when I was first, first started the business, uh, like it, I just spent so much damn time thinking and like, this isn't a business that you can afford to just think like you just got to do and having the confidence of, of Neil having the confidence, especially like on the content side, specifically in the mindset side with you, like you just, there's the roadmaps there. You just got to put in the work. That's it. It's, it really frustrates me. And like when I see agents say shit, like I wish I had a coach that there are two conversations I had within the last few days where agents are like, man, I wish I had a coach. That sounds great. Well, then why the fuck don't you, you know? And well, I can't afford it. I get it. Cause I was beating my head against the wall for years trying to get shit to happen because I couldn't afford a coach. A coach is someone who can grab your hand and focus you on exactly what to do. So you can get faster results. Like, much faster results. So rather than shit taking two years, it could take two weeks. Seriously, no exaggeration. And if that if that costs three hundred dollars, five hundred dollars, five thousand dollars a month, okay. I mean, it depends on where you're at, obviously. But it's it's just such a cheat code. And when I look back at the way I used to think, it makes me cringe because how much further along would I have been? How many more millions of dollars would I have made in real estate sales had I just paid a few hundred dollars to a coach to just condense time. That's what you're doing. Like you have, you have someone for content, for mindset, for like real estate foundational shit, which Neil is amazing at. And now it's just a matter of you doing those things and you are going to get much faster results than if you were just doing it alone. And people have two options. As you know, you could pay someone or you can join them. You can pay them or partner with them. Now, not every coach is available to partner with, but if you want to get the cheat code and get a blueprint, have somebody hold your hand, those are your options, pay them or partner with them. There's a, there's always a cost. Yeah. You know, and, and it's worth, it's worth the cost to surround yourself with people that are doing big things a hundred percent. Yes. Um, and if, if you're saying, if you, if you, like you said, if you're the person saying I can't afford it, there's always a way, um, look at what, what are you spending bullshit? You're spending money on bullshit stuff all the time. Like the amount of money that I'm spending on coaching, my wife and I would have easily spent, you know, going out to eat so we can cut back on that. Like there, the money's there, man. Or if it's not, like you said, look at alternative ways. Can you put in work for the person? Can you partner with them? All that kind of stuff. There's ways. Yeah. I mean, we have people join our team all the time who want my coaching. They can't afford it or it's too much of a stretch. So they just join our team. Yep. And then, then they get it for free. So like, how awesome is that? And th- that's what you did. And then mm-hmm. you took it a step further, which is, which is super awesome. And that's why you're, that's why you're growing so fast. You, you are becoming someone that agents must follow. Um, you're an example of somebody who's really improving their content rapidly. Talk us through that process, like content specifically, where did you start? Well, I know you already talked about starting with the lip syncing and, and, uh, uh trends, but then now it seems like you've, you've learned the power of telling stories. Is that, is that accurate? Is that kind of your focus now? Yeah, in a way. I, I'm, I'm definitely experimenting for sure. Like everything I'm pushing out now is, is an experiment. Um, because, you know, when, when you first start doing video, 
it's about getting video out the door. And, yes. and for me, it's still that very much that I want to post one, one video a day. Um, and so that's very much a big thing, but now it, I'm just trying to rack my brain about how can I increase my reach? How can I increase the, the number of people that are going to end up reaching out to me? So I'm, I'm now kind of going back and, and trying to refine the things that I'm doing just to make sure I'm getting the most out of my content. Uh, one of those things is, yeah, trying to tell more stories. Um, somebody said, actually, I think it was, uh, Phil Treadwell, our mutual friend. He, he made the comment that such an asshole, by the way, Phil Treadwell. Oh, big time. hundred <laughs> percent. Yeah. Um, but he, he made the comment like nobody wants to get talked to and be told how to do something. And I thought that was really interesting. Um, he's like, but it's way, people are way more receptive if they think you're talking to somebody else. It's kind of like if I was looking at you right now. Um, and I was trying to tell like you how to do something, but then there's this like other person sitting off to the side. that's just kind of observing our conversation. They're going to be a little more receptive to that. And I don't know if that's, I don't know if that's true. I I'm just testing that right now of like using more third person type stuff, using more story content versus saying you have to go do this. Um, and it's, you know, it's, it's been a hit or miss. I've, I've gotten my, the one video that I published that has the most, most reach would definitely was that format um, and was more story driven. Uh, but there's been others that have tanked. So we'll see. I love how, uh, how nicely you said Phil may completely be full of shit, but I'm about to find out. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's not wrong. And that's, that's super interesting. Like if you, if somebody came to you and they're like, Michael, you need to buy this stock. It's about to explode. You're like, okay, cool you hear someone else having that conversation and you're like, Oh shit, this fucking stock. Like what's the ticker symbol? I'm going to go look this thing up. Like you feel like you're, you're getting in on something and because it's not directed directly at you, you like that directed directly at you. (laughs) It's, you feel like you are stumbling on something you shouldn't, which makes it more desirable. Yeah. So I, I think that concept makes a lot of sense. If you can figure out how to tell the story in an educational way, still get the point across. Um, I love that you've mentioned numerous times now that you're testing. You don't know if something's going to work. You've heard it does, but you're testing it because it may not work for you. Mm-hmm. I love that. With um, What else are you testing? Different camera angles, um, different lighting, all that kind of stuff. What's interesting, like you, you've, you've always told me my lighting needs to be fixed. Uh, and, and I'm trying to work on it, but I've also had other people compliment like randomly of like, they'll reach out and be like, you know, it looks really good. Um, but it's more so like trying to figure out, okay, do people like it, but does the algorithm like it? I don't yeah. know. So that, that kind of thing. Um, also, you know, I've, I've been editing a lot of my stuff in, in premiere. Um, so it's like an editing software. And I think I'm going to try to take a little bit more back into, um, Instagram natively and try to do a little more editing there. Cause I'm hearing a lot of people saying that that's uh, Instagram's favoring that kind of content that's edited in platform. So that's, that's another thing I'm going to be testing. Um, but yeah, man, I think the last thing I would say that's, that's been on my mind is just putting myself in more real life situations where I can just document the content because, you know, pulling up and, and intentionally shooting one video, um, is a lot more mental energy for me than just putting the camera up and talking to somebody else in like a podcast format like this. Uh, and I really hope that that kind of content takes off because it's, 
you can get 30 clips from an hour conversation versus just sitting down and, you know, racking your brain around on one particular video. A thousand percent. Yeah, it was it was a big. So when I uh, brought my podcast over to BAM and joined their network, uh, Eric said something, the broke agent. He, he told me something that was super interesting that changed my perspective on recording conversations. Like I always saw my podcast as like the the thing. And then the video was just kind of like an afterthought. But he's like, he's like, dude, like how many downloads do you get? And I was like, you know, about this many per episode. He's like, okay, you can take one 20 second clip from that episode that 40,000 people see. And I'm like, oh shit. And, and spoiler alert, I don't get 40,000 downloads per episode. <laughs> like until this one, until this one. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Fucking love you. Yes. Um, and I was like, oh shit, you're right. Like these clips can go viral. Like Byron Lazine has had multiple clips get mi- uh, over a million views from the podcast, which then drives traffic to the podcast to hear the full episode. And so now, even though everything's the same, I put out the same shit, uh, it's like I do the podcast to get the clips. And it's that slight adjustment that that can make a world of difference. And, and it's cool. So some people watching right now may have found this from one of the clips on Reels or TikTok and then went to hear the full episode. So uh, it's important. and But it's worth testing. You know, how much bandwidth you have also is a giant factor because people listening, like you're still real estate agents and have to sell. Um, I'm curious, Michael, do you see yourself as a real estate agent that does content or a content creator who sells real estate? Uh, definitely a balance, but I would say I'm lean more towards content creator that sells real estate. Um, I definitely actually, dude, I, if I'm really being honest, I'm, I'm backing out from both of those. Like I, I truly do see myself more as a business guy. Um, real estate and content are, are both tools that I'm using to build a business. Um, that that's really when it comes down to how I view myself. So I'm not, I'm not trying to become the world's greatest real estate agent. Uh, I'm going to become the world's greatest marketer. Like that's that's what I want to do, and I want to grow a, a kick-ass business. That's really what I'm after. Hell yeah, I love that. Hell of a way to end the episode. Uh, before we wrap it up, with every guest we do these rapid-fire questions, either or questions. You can elaborate if you want to, or just blow through them and pick one, and then we'll let everyone know where they can find you, where they can connect with you and uh, see what you're up to because I believe you're someone that people should be emulating and modeling when it comes to creating content. You're just, you're one of those who are doing it so well. Um, you. you ready to rock? Let's go. All right, man. Facebook or Instagram? Instagram. Instagram or TikTok? Not really a question. Yeah, it's kind of a dumb one now, which is crazy. <laughs> uh, Instagram or TikTok? Instagram. Books or podcasts? Books. Books or audiobooks? Books. Something about the physical touch, man. Huh? Fair enough. Rental property or flipping? Rental. Cash flow. Mm-hmm. Burgers or pizza? Pizza. 100%. Nice. I did that. Like, I made it my goal to teach my daughter pizza as her first word. It didn't happen. <laughs> but she's like, she's got this thing now where she does like a pizza dance whenever we have pizza. Like I taught her you got to put like her hands above her head and make the pizza slice. That's so pizza's big in our family. That's fantastic. <laughs> uh, New York or LA? New York for sure. For the pizza, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't know this until I started uh, paying attention to uh, what's his bucket 
Stool Presidente on Instagram. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. What's his name? Dave, Dave something? Dave Portnoy. Yeah. yeah. With his pizza reviews. Like, some of the best pizza comes from um, Connecticut. Oh, really? Yeah. That's like the pizza capital of, of America is uh, parts of Connecticut. Pie. Yeah. Huh. Crazy. Uh, NFL or NBA? NBA. Go Nuggets. Oh, Denver. There we go. Um, mountains or beach? Mountains for sure. Podcast or vlog? Gotta go podcast. Yes, you do. YouTube or Facebook Live? YouTube. Nobody says Facebook Live anymore. <laughs> Rich Dad, Poor Dad or Millionaire Real Estate Agent? Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Nice. Uber or Lyft? Uber. Gary V or Grant Cardone? Grant Cardone for sure. You're an Uncle, Gr- Uncle G fan? Oh, yeah. Right on. Dude, he's, I feel like he's, he's getting better at this age, too. He's not such a dick all the time. Yeah, yeah he's a little less, less annoying, I think. Yeah. As, yeah. Um, no, I, I respect him. It, it took, here's the importance of telling stories, right? And letting people see who you are as a person. Like, if you just watch Grant Cardone online, like, a lot of people feel, myself included, that he's just fucking obnoxious sometimes, like just ridiculous. Um, and that's by design to get attention. And, you know, even haters is positive, like, you know, all, that whole thing. But my wife and I watched Undercover Billionaire, the season that he was on, and you could see behind the scenes with like his wife and his kids. And this was during COVID and like all, and he, he was, became a human in our eyes. Crazy that we didn't see him as one, but. Um, and now I, I really respect and like the guy, even though he's still kind of obnoxious from time to time, but that behind the scenes humanization that happened, that personal connection, it's huge just by showing behind the scenes. Yeah. Showed he, he can struggle a little bit too, you know? Yeah. He didn't just go in and, and work his magic right from the get go. Right. I think he ended up get he ended up winning, I think, or he ended up building the, or meeting the goal, didn't he? No spoiler alert? Fuck. Yeah. Spoiler. Let's go back. Spoiler, spoiler alert. Spoiler <laughs> alert. Yes, he, he ended up accomplishing the goal. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Maybe there's a lesson in there for agents with building a brand and getting people to hire them. Maybe. Maybe not. Yeah. Michael, where can people find you, man? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, uh, Michael in Caraway. And uh, for everybody here, uh, I have, if you go to growingwithvideo.com, I'm, I'm putting a video up there that's going to explain exactly how I have done what I've done with video. Um, obviously, I'm still learning, um, but I've, I've learned a lot. So I'm documenting everything there. You can jump in for free uh, and, and, and go from there. So growingwithvideo.com. Nice, dude. Look at you. That's, that's, and what a, what a great domain name to pick up, Growing With Video. For sure. Hell yeah. What's what's cool about that, I mean, you say you're you're new to it. You're also in the middle of it. Like you've you're in the middle of figuring this out. So you're not forty steps ahead. You're a couple steps ahead. So it's still fresh. You still know why you pivoted and which changes you made and what worked and didn't work. So um I'm gonna go check that out. I'm, I'm gonna have to get in on that too. Michael, appreciate you being on the show, man. This is awesome. If you are listening, you can Go to the show notes, get Michael's social links, get the, the link to the uh, the shareable that he just described, the video um, education. And if you're watching on YouTube on the Broke Agent Media channel, just go into the description. Links are all there as well. Michael, appreciate you, brother. Thank you, Keep man. it up. Yep.
I'll talk to you soon. We'll see you. As always, I appreciate the hell out of you guys for listening and make sure that you connect with our guests. Go see what they're doing. When we highlight people on the show, go see what they're doing well and take that as inspiration for how you can do it as well. Just see what's working well for them. Get some ideas from it. Do your own version of it. And look, this... This real estate game does not need to be so damn hard. It does not need to be so damn complicated. It's really simple, especially when there are thousands and thousands and thousands of agents who are already at the level you aspire to reach. All you have to do is look to what they're doing and dissect it, figure out how they're doing it and do it yourself. Do your own version of it. So do that. Do that with our guests. Do that with anyone you see who's doing things at a very high level in your market or on social media. Uh, they call it rip off and duplicate. I mean, that sounds like you're stealing something. You're not. You're taking inspiration from how someone has done something and you're taking the blueprint that others have followed and following it. Simple as that. So go connect with Michael right away as well as any of our previous guests if you uh, listen to some previous shows. Uh, we will be back next week with another interview. We're, we're doing a handful of interviews all in a row. And one thing that, that I will ask of you, if you have found value from this show, please share it with any other agent or broker or team leader who you think will find value in it as well. And if you, if you love this show, if you keep coming back, if this, is, if, if this is not just your first episode, but you keep coming back and you have not yet left us a review on Apple or Spotify, please consider doing that. If you're an Apple podcast listener, we've made it simple. You just need to go to massiveagentpodcast.com slash review, and it takes you right to the review page. You can click five stars if you found it great. And if you want to take it past that rating, you can also leave a review. Let us know what you like about the show. I love reading those. It it honestly keeps me going. We've done 259, or sorry, 258 of these episodes. If no, if I knew that no one was listening and we were getting zero feedback and we were making no impact, I don't think we would have made it this long. Okay. I'm a pretty determined guy, but that's a 258 episodes, not hearing shit for feedback. That's uh, I don't think we'd be able to do that. So your reviews, your feedback literally keep me going and keep me inspired to keep coming back with a new episode every week. So please consider doing a review. And if you're a Spotify user, they just opened up reviews not too long ago on Spotify, which is pretty cool. So if you're listening on Spotify, please go leave a review for this show over there. And it helps us to reach a new audience, just like reviews for you as a real estate agent, help you reach a new audience um, on Google and Yelp and Facebook and all of that. So appreciate you guys listening. Have a great rest of your week. Go crush it, go implement, go do some of the things that you just learned work. Make sure that you're taking action. That's what matters. Appreciate you guys. See you next week. 